Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. He's the author of a book called The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. He's an addiction professional and founder and CEO of Velocity Mentoring. Gregory Kafakos, thank you for coming on to KMOX. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good. Um, thank you for uh, spending some time with us tonight. And I know yeah. that you look at a lot of different research and you look at uh, the data that's presented to you. And you look at data from nonpartisan research groups, just try to analyze and understand some of the different trends of what we're seeing today. And it seems like there is a lot of violence, particularly gun violence, coming from young men. And that seems to be a lot higher than it used to be. And as someone that's a psychologist and someone that analyzes this sort of thing, kind of tell me what you're researching and what you're finding on to the why. There's so many young men that would pick up a gun to commit violence. Mm. Yeah, well, first of all, I, I want to, you know, just as kind of a disclosure, I'm, I'm not a researcher, but I am somebody who has 15 years of frontline experience uh, working with young men. So it's, it's more like what I've been seeing, you know, over all these years. And I, I actually, um, it, it really has been kind of a baptism by fire because, you know, you, you go to school, you read what researchers are saying, and then you see what, what's happening. And a lot of times, at least in my experience, there's, there's been a big divide. You know, I, I've felt these young men, uh, their pain, their rage, their, their, their families and their communities, not, not these young men in particular, but just working with young men for as long as I have. Um, and so that's where I come from. It's just the direct yeah. experience of it. So you're talking about ages 16 to 25, roughly, is the, the, the age range that you work well, with? Yeah, so the age range I work with now is, is roughly 18 to around 35. But I, I've worked with um, you know, at different points in my in my career, I've worked with kids as young as 
12, 13. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's, been, that's my experience is with what I call emerging men. You know, that process right. of moving from, from being a boy to becoming a man. And, uh, you know, when that process is not going smoothly, which it never does, it never is supposed to go smoothly, but when it is severely stalling out and you feel like you don't have the resources and the support and the tools to navigate that, deep frustration and rage starts to set in. And you try to solve that through a lot of destruction, both to self and others. Wow. So when you're talking about some of these byproducts, people come to you, maybe sometimes parents trying to help their kids. You know, if they're 25, they may be coming to you or people like you, counselors or uh, psychologists, anything like that. And they're talking about your problems and they're talking about the things that are troubling them. So you see there are a, there's a certain path that they could go down that could lead to violence. What what um, what leads someone to that point? If, if you're a young man, what do you think are some of those things that lead you to the point where you would actually consider hurting someone else? Well, the violent act is when the person and my understanding of it is when a person cannot contain their own anger. They don't understand the role or the purpose of anger. And one of the things that I talk about in the book a little bit is how we're dealing with a fallout in our country of years of trying to get young men to not feel anger. Like from the time they're little boys, anger is bad. Anger is wrong. Get rid of your anger. And, and so anger then becomes this like, it, it gets then, it doesn't go anywhere. It's just something a person has to deal with on their own, which they can't. And so violence is when you literally, it, your, your emotions hit that fight or flight part of your brain, and you are no longer capable of thinking or um, like navigating through your life. You know, it's uh-huh. like an animal. You know, they, they cannot. Yeah, go ahead. Why do you think some people or particular young men are more susceptible to that? Because I feel, um, you know, I, I, I don't know if I've ever felt that way where I've acted where I can't control myself. So I don't know if I can relate to that. But why do you think some are more? I don't know if susceptible is the right word. Why do you think some are more or less um, uh, likely to act on that and others never experience that? Mm. That's a good question. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of it is what you've seen in your in your upbringing. You know, I'd be curious, like, it sounds like you have uh, maybe uh, an ability to successfully navigate your emotions, or maybe you don't have those emotions, that particular emotion that gets people in trouble. But it's like a lot of it is what they witnessed when they were growing up, particularly in their family of origin. Mm-hmm. Um, now it becomes more tricky because of the media that people are exposed to. And, um, it's incredible to me that as a country, we continue to just sit back and watch as children are being exposed to violence, um, constantly before they even have a filter, you know, mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so that's part of it. But we know, like, also, you know, when things reach this level where people are committing these types of crimes, I mean, there, this doesn't happen out of nowhere. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's a long history of them, people thinking they need help. Um, there may have been attempts to get them help. Um, oftentimes they've been diagnosed, they're put on medications, and all these are very kind of sometimes controversial too. Uh, so there, with this, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors involved. Yeah. So at, hopefully um, after the break, I want to talk more about this. But your book's called The Primal Method, a book for emerging men. If people wanted to look it up, where can they go? Uh, so it's available on you know all the major distributors, Amazon. Um, course being the most well known and also my website is brothergregory.com so there's a lot of information there too brothergregory.com and mm-hmm. uh this this joke will probably not land but probably easier to do that than people try to guess how to spell your last name so if people wanted to look up you online uh gregory kofakis is joining us he's the author of the primal method a book for emerging men we'll continue with him right after the break on overnight america kmox He's the author of The Primal Method, a book for emerging men, uh, an addictions professional and founder and CEO of Velocity Mentoring, Gregory Kafakos. Thank you for coming on to uh, KMOX. Thank you. I'm trying really hard to um, pronounce your last name, so I apologize. I think I stumbled a little bit on there, but I'm guessing you're used to that. And it's like that with my name, too. It's been mispronounced a million different ways growing up or whatever. But um, your last name? Well, it's Wrecker, but uh, there's different ways it could be uh, looked at, I guess. It's, I guess it's easy when it's that way, but I um, I can understand and relate to the website. So, again, if people wanted to look you up, yeah. how can they find you there? So it's brothergregory.com. And I, yeah. I also wanted to point out I have an Instagram account called Ask Brother Gregory. Mm-hmm. And people send in a lot of questions, um, you know, related to the development of young men and drug use and electronic use and how to help them. And a lot of times the questions are coming from young men themselves. Uh, so that, that's another resource that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to offer. Yeah, and you before the break, we're talking about how sometimes these emotions could take over in a young man. And I don't want to oversimplify it, but the thing I thought about was that movie Inside Out, where all the different cartoon emotions were like contributing to the storyline and they're doing their own certain thing. Is it kind of like that you find there's certain emotions in if I was trying to visualize it, is that a good representation? It's an excellent representation. It's an, and for those people who haven't seen the movie, I recommend it. It's a very simple uh, and, and endearing depiction of a young girl who has to move, and all of her emotions are, are depicted inside of her. Uh, and there's anger, and there's joy, and sadness, and uh, fear, and they all have to find a way to work in harmony with one another, and that is her challenge. And that is our challenge. And if you, the funny thing, if you go to, I know for me, when I was a kid, nobody, nobody ever told me that. Nobody ever framed it like this is what's going on for you. Um, So, but anyway, that, yes, that's exactly a, a great way to look at it. 
Mm. What do you think of Jordan Peterson? Because he wrote books and he's become very popular online. I know people attend his, you know, speeches and he does a lot of attention towards young men and different rules for living, things like that. What, what do you think about his approach to things or do you have any thoughts about him? I have very few because I don't, I don't, um, I'm not experienced enough with his work. I know that I get asked that a lot. I know that my, the young men I work with are often inspired um, and look to his work um, as a resource. Uh, so that, I don't know. Maybe, maybe after I talk to Jordan, uh, we'll reconnect and I'll, I'll let you know more. But I, I, well, think, I think his, his main thing, uh, anybody that's trying to offer young men practical guidance that is based on what they really need. Anybody that's trying to do that, I, I'm, I'm interested in what they have to say. Do you think that's lacking in today's society? Oh, hugely, hugely. That's, and that's a lot of what I am trying to address in my work, with the books, is to try to say people are looking at young men and their journey as what they want that journey to be rather than what it really is. And for example, with anger, how many young men, when they were experiencing anger when they were young, had a crew of adults that felt secure enough in themselves to say, we are capable of holding and hearing and witnessing your anger in appropriate ways. Yeah. Or did they get scared? Did they say, oh my God, you have to hurry up and feel happy. You need to take this pill so that you feel better. This, so this is a big problem. Anger is, is it's a part of life. And in mm -hmm. many ways, anger can be the result of your, like life is a force that comes at us. And when we are not equipped to deal with that force, that anger starts to mount, okay? So it's natural. It, your anger is there to serve you, but you also need other, I believe, especially other men who are further along in the journey of life that, that care for you, that love you, that respect you, and they can help you learn to deal with that force of life. Mm, but they are beautiful. yeah so there's a lot of these different influences that find their way into it in today's society and it's it's interesting what do you think are the main influences that are targeting young men that are just not healthy well i mean basically in in our culture we are miserably failing our young men Okay, they're, they're being viewed as, and if you're a young man listening to this, let me speak to you. You are being viewed as a commodity, okay? You, the, the institutions and um, the entities are competing for you to basically buy something that they want. And that's a problem because nobody's considering what, their real needs are, what their journey is, what, they, what the, is the nutrition that they really need in order to grow. So for me, um, yeah, that, and that's, that's the big problem. And that's including, by the way, the educational models um, that are just really outdated. Um, you know, 
we'll get into some of that. I'm sure you and I talking about it, but I've evolved the whole way of working with young men that I feel offers them. And I know, and I see offers them what they're really yearning for. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're yearning, they're yearning for an adventure. Uh, they're yearning for, for an adventure that is, that captivates them. Yeah. So, Yeah. You know what comes up a lot, and this is debated, I would say, once every year, is the influence of video games on young men. Do you find any correlation between violent video games and violence, as in someone going out and committing an act on someone else? Yeah, so so here's where my kind of, that, that's above my pay grade in a way, because I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. do that. But I do know, I, I do have colleagues that have done research on video gaming, and they, they actually think that it's a healthy thing for young men, um, of course, in moderation. Um, my, my thing with, with young men is I, I want to teach them and help them get all of their needs met in, in life, in reality. I believe in life. I believe that life is the greatest show imaginable and it can fulfill your wildest dreams. Mm-hmm. So I'm big on trying to get your needs met through your, your relationships, um, your challenges in life, your dreams, your hopes, um, your, your earth. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I see the beauty of life. So I personally don't, you know, uh, feel like video games are, are an outlet um, that I think are good, but other people disagree. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying there. And it always comes up. And whenever there is something that is in the news or they look and they say, okay, here's someone that committed this. Oh, they're, they're young. And um, they had to have been, you know, video games contributed. They just, they always draw this one connection and everyone disagrees on it. So it's, it's, uh, there is really no answer, but it's interesting to to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, But by the way, again, if people wanted to find your book, the primal method or look you up online, what's a good website? So the, the book is available on Amazon. That's the easiest way, the primal method. And my website is brothergregory.com. Mm-hmm. How many different people do you think you speak to every year? Uh, young men, I should say. Every year? Mm-hmm. This is a pretty large amount of uh, people you speak to directly. So, so my, my work, and, and if, uh, so the answer to that would be no. I, I work, how I evolved my style is working very deeply and very intensively with, in a one-on-one method with a small group of people. Um, I also do have some groups uh, that are, you know, maybe about six people. That, mm-hmm. That's a good size for a group. Um, but now with the book, the aim is to try to reach, you know, a wider circle. And, and that's starting to happen. What's amazing is that young men, people that people said they will not read my book, young men, I get emails from them every week, you know, saying I'm 19, I'm 22, I'm 24, I read your book, it makes sense, it gives me hope. So the goal, I, I want to be able to provide some hope and some some direction to a larger group. Yeah. And that's uh, the, the steps you're taking with the primal method, a book of uh, a book for emerging men. 
and right. CEO of Velocity Mentoring, Gregory Kofakis. Thank you so much for coming on and discussing that tonight on KMOX. Thank you. Thank you. Really enjoyed talking to you. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. We'll take a look at your weather. It's chilly again tonight. And we'll take some of your calls if you want to open things up. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the Cards and Cincinnati Reds Friday night. Emlyn pregame show 620. First pitch 715. Here and here on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. Dang MOX. Oh boy, we had all kinds of great guests there. So if you want to call in, you can. Maybe we can open open things up to you. 314-436-7900. I could sing it. I could uh, make a little dance routine out of it, just depending on what you want to do for the rest of the night. So I, I wanted to open up a few things, and KMOX has been reporting this, and I know some of the other news agencies are doing it too, KMOV. Uh, it, it's interesting the way that this is being reported because depending on the source that you read, some say that they are working on uh, closing the workhouse. Some say there's a proposal to close the workhouse. Some say they're just defunding it. So it's part of the budgeting proposal. So it's, you know, kind of in the early stages. But Mayor Jones now in office, uh, second day in office, 
said that really this is one of the initiatives to close the workhouse. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think closing the workhouse is going to help things. I think this is just a roundabout way to get more criminals back on the street. And I don't like that. I look at some of these other cities that have said, well, we have to release a lot of the population. And sometimes we're talking about people that have committed some pretty heinous sex crimes. People have committed violent crimes and people that are sitting in there saying, well, you need to let me out because I'm afraid of catching COVID in jail. So they say, okay, we agree. So they let them out and they go and commit more crimes. And over the past year, we found this very same philosophy, which is we don't want to make this into a sentence where they could be catching a disease. So we need to be very careful and maybe we'll release people. Maybe we just won't prosecute people because of the, the times we live in. And we find that Crimes have just escalated and gone through the roof, particular violent crimes and homicides here in the city of St. Louis. And it's not a good time. It's not a good time to talk about the things that uh, aren't working and then implement those. So if I were to go and load up St. Louis Metropolitan Police Department's latest statistics, homicide statistics, we're up to 59 homicides as of yesterday, and they haven't updated it since then. And we're looking at some of the different demographics of the victims and also some of the suspects. Under the age of 17, there are nine homicides and three suspects. So of those uh, 59 homicides, three suspects are minors. It's pretty terrible. I mean, this is a really terrible reality of what we're facing in St. Louis. Uh, if you were to just go up to the age of 19, you can add another victim in there. So that makes it 10 homicides of the 59 reported so far through the city of St. Louis. And go up to age 29, you can add another 22 on top of that victims. And so far, there's only been four homicides if you're over the age of 50, just based on what's known so far. And if you go and look at some of the neighborhoods, there's some pretty dangerous neighborhoods that seem to have a majority of the crime. Dutchtown has eight homicides uh, as part of that neighborhood, uh, four in Old North St. Louis, five in North Point, three Jeff Vanderloo, uh, three in the West End, three the Greater Villa, uh, two Mark Twain I-70 interchange there, three in Hamilton Heights. So there's a lot of neighborhoods that have no homicides, no incidents is the way they put it in the different neighborhoods. And there's some that have more. If you, we look at the current totals and the way that it trends through certain neighborhoods, the north side of the city of St. Louis absolutely has by far the most amount of homicides. In 2020, north had 143 homicides, central 81, and then the south 37. And concentrating on the north side and trying to stop this violence is what the people that live on the north side want. They want more policing. The problem with today's atmosphere is when you have the Derek Chauvin trial that goes on in Minneapolis and you look at the way the national narrative works, you look at Portland that's continuing to riot and attack police and buildings and loot and you know all kinds of arsons. And, and you look at all these other cities that brace for it because not knowing how that trial would have gone, depending on if there was a not guilty or whatever, it would have been devastating for some of these cities to have to revisit this just after the incident based on what happened in Minneapolis last year. And same thing with all across the country. You know, people brace for this sort of thing. They put up wood onto the windows of their businesses because they know that police aren't going to be able to stop all of it because they are the ones that are targeted. 
And, you know, you don't want a police officer to lose his life to stop some dude trying to break uh, into a building because you know that they're just going to gang up on you. And Captain Dorn last year just uh, happened to be out at a pawn shop and talking to the people and saying, no, cut this out. And then he gets shot and killed live streamed on the Internet. People were watching a live video of his murder. Just absolutely terrible. All kinds of police officers were shot. If I remember, I think the number was, what, four police officers, something like that, in the incident that happened before. And I remember the police chief standing in front of the hospital starting to cry, just talking about how terrible this is, not getting the help in the support. Police officers uh, arresting people as part of these riots, and then they end up uh, going free and not getting charged. It's ridiculous. And all across the country, that's the trend. Homicides are through the roof with the exclusion of like one city, one major city. It just so happens to be Baltimore. It's a strange, weird statistical thing. But they all try these certain tactics. The, the tactics are, well, we're going to try to cycle people out of prison because of COVID. And then crimes continue to rise. And then we have people living on the north side of St. Louis begging for more police intervention. That's just not there. Begging for more help. Begging. And what happens? They go in the opposite direction. They know we have to do the social thing. The, the, they look at the social thing as the responsible thing. And ultimately, what ends up happening is the north side and neighborhoods like that across the country, depending on where you are. Uh, ours just happens to be in the north side of St. Louis that sees a majority of these homicides and crimes. They're the ones that are being ignored and hurting. They're hurting. They need help. And that's why I think when Mayor Jones now, who is going to approach this, I don't know, probably more progressive than the way Mayor Lida Krusen is. And Mayor Krusen during that time, I don't know if she was necessarily hands off. I it wasn't. I wouldn't say that was the case. I feel like the way she handled it was we're going to allow the uh, uh, the process to go through. And um, she wasn't quick to criticize the police, but she also wasn't criticizing Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner when she definitely was a contributor to these problems and when she definitely could have criticized her. But she just wasn't calling it out. And I think a lot of people are afraid to call these things out. I think they're afraid to address some of these real problems that we have and trying to make it a more progressive way of handling crime. It's just not working. The statistics show that. And when you actually talk to the people on the streets, they don't want that. They're done. They don't want they they just want the person that's showing up shooting up a car or a person or a house or whatever it is to be taken care of. People selling drugs in their neighborhood. They want that taken care of. People going on and robbing or uh, uh, confronting people and holding them up or breaking into cars or whatever it is. They want that to stop. They don't want to look around and see a bunch of needles in their neighborhoods or their alleyways. They don't want to see people coming around, dropping off used couches and tires and junk all over. And the, they don't want the uh, people afraid to come clean it up because of the violence in the neighborhood. They don't want to see these trash cans overflowing because there's disputes. They don't want to see the uh, prostitution. They don't want to see these things. All of these terrible things. And unfortunately, that's what continues to happen when you uh, ignore the problem and what could be real solution to it, which is policing, more policing. And that's the thing that people have a hard time with when you elect progressive people into office. They want to approach it in a different way when the real solution that's right in front of their face and the thing that actually works, statistically speaking, is more policing. They just don't want it. 
it's a terrible uh, catch-22. So here's the proposition. I think that when we have a new mayor now in the city of St. Louis, if things don't get better on the north side and homicides continue to rise and we do things that way, um, it's going to be looked at as a failure in office. And when we look at the legacy of Mayor Krusen, how can we look at that? How can we look at homicides going through the roof and say it was successful when that's the number one thing that needs to be addressed in the city of St. Louis? It's a tough question. It, I mean, it is a real tough thing to address when you look at certain legacies. It, you, you can't just say, well, we, we got a soccer stadium built. No, that's not going to cut it anymore. I mean, we got a lot of good things here in St. Louis. We got a lot of great companies that want to do good things, but we can't continue on with this crime. And it's been like this for a long time. And it just, it, are we going to be able to look at any politician as a success? Are we able to look at Lacey Clay and say, things have just gotten so much worse when he was in office that we can look at his tenure as a success or Cori Bush. Can we look at her tenure and just now starting as a success? If the crime continues in our district, I don't think so. I think we need to be realistic and stop playing this. Well, at least we got it right when it came to the social issues. And it just, that doesn't cut it when kids are getting shot and killed on the street every year by the dozens. It's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. You know, there's a story that's at KMOX.com, which actually surprises me that it was a difficult thing to pass through the Missouri House. So there's a bill to crack down on celebratory gunfire. That drives me nuts when the 4th of July comes around and you, um, you know, sometimes there's celebrations of fireworks, which is, you know, cool. You go and sit with a group of people and you watch fireworks and it's a really fun thing to do. I just don't understand why it's so excusable to go outside with a firearm and shoot it up in the air. City of St. Louis is bad at this, too. And think about all the different dumpster fires that happen during the 4th of July because they shoot something up, it lands and catches the dumpster on fire or it's done just purposely. I mean, there's a ton, ton of dumpster fires that happen. You want 50 plus that happen just in one night. So there's a piece of legislation. And this is at KMOX.com. You can find the story. Uh, that's been nearly 10 years in the making. This shouldn't take 10 years to pass. It shouldn't take that long to get something like this done. Uh, so celebratory gunfire, which you likely hear on 4th of July, New Year's Eve in St. Louis, to make it illegal, the bill, which is called Blair's Law, would make it a felony to fire a gun in criminal negligence, but does offer multiple exemptions, which is hunting, shooting ranges, and self-defense. All of those things should be perfectly legal because if you're hunting, you should be doing it safely. You should have a purpose for pulling that trigger if you're hunting an animal. But why would you be hunting at night when a lot of this gunfire would be going up? Uh, I don't know too many hunters that go out at night. That seems very dangerous because uh, a lot of times you go to the campsite and you put on the fire and you talk with the boys. That's kind of what happens. But you shouldn't be around shooting in the dark because it's that's when terrible accidents happen shooting ranges somewhat of the same thing you don't see a lot of night shooting ranges maybe it's just been a long time since i've been to one but if you're on a large piece of property where that sort of thing is allowed or it's a more sanctioned place um that's fine self-defense should always be acceptable there shouldn't ever be a time where you take self-defense off the table when it comes to discharging a firearm but outside of that why would uh, it ever be acceptable to 
step outside and start firing it up in the air. I think the cost of ammo lately, uh, the legitimate people that own firearms, the responsible gun owners, the legal gun owners aren't going out there and doing that sort of thing, are they? So it's named after an 11-year-old in Kansas City. She was killed after she watched her family shoot off fireworks in her uncle's backyard on 4th of July. Uh, somebody nearby shot a gun to celebrate, and the bullet struck the girl, killing her. Absolutely tragic. Um, back in 2011, that happened. So 10 years in the making. It should not take this long. It's believed to uh, be first time the legislation has passed it. Um, a representative in Kansas City proposed a law said it would make cities safer and protect people from death, injury, and property damage. Property damage is a big part of it, too. You ever have people go into your neighborhood and they say, oh, I'm just uh, in the neighborhood and uh, let, me, let me come take a look at your roof. Well, let, me, let me come take a look at your roof. I don't, I don't like those people that solicit looking at your roof because this is what they do. It's, it's almost always the same thing. They're got a clipboard identifying with a company that you have never heard of. <laughs> and they'll say, oh, oh don't worry. Uh, we've had so much hail damage in this area. I'll get you a new roof. Don't worry about it. Just uh, just sign on the line. No, don't do that. The, going around, just uh, taking... You should call... And by the way, if you actually believe you have damage up there, call a reputable company to do it. The guy that's going around with the clipboard and he wears uh, a button-down shirt doesn't cut it, all right? Uh, that's just, just number one. You should be able to check them out online and see reviews and make sure they're legit as opposed, because a lot of these, uh, times, you know, it's people will take a down payment, and never see them again. It's a pretty big scam, but how did I get into this? Oh, <laughs> as opposed to hail damage up on the roof, I haven't actually experienced this myself, but I know other people who have said that they've had damage to the roof because of falling bullets and cars, the same thing. They're parked into a parking lot or they're parked outside or something like that. Next thing you know, there's a hole in the roof and something went through it. It's just one of these stray bullets. And it's the classic what goes up must come down. It's very scary. My dad said whenever Fourth of July or whatever these things are, you got to stay away. If you're in a city like that, don't even bother going outside. What's the point of uh, risking it? Even if it's one in a million chances of one of these things coming close to you is still a scary proposition, but it shouldn't even be a factor. It shouldn't even be a problem. It shouldn't be something that you have to worry about that a stray bullet that was shot off for the fun of it somewhere, somewhere uh, by someone it's hitting and striking you or a family member. It's just, it's just absolutely terrible. So get that done already. Okay. Let alone this could be difficult to enforce. I don't know how the police would be able to track these things. I don't know how they'd be able to get it, but I guess if they see someone outside in their yard with a firearm just hanging around on the 4th of July, then that's enough grounds to say that they were probably out there firing this thing celebratory. All right. Well, coming up in the next hour, we have one more left. I don't know if you saw this too, but Mark McCloskey, very famous now, infamous across the United States, is talking about interest in running for the U.S. Senate. Uh, what do you think about Mark McCloskey? Do you think he'd be a good senator? Do you think what he went through qualifies him to uh, serve as part of the Missouri Senate? Well, not the Missouri Senate, but the U.S. Senate from Missouri. We'll talk about that coming up, too. If you want to call in, you can. 314-436-7900. This is Overnight America, KMOX. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.